Hello and welcome to Raw and Real. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being here. Myself, Billy Lufang from London and Tyrell Refsum from Oslo, Norway are here to make a difference. Our objective is to inspire you and to remind you of your brilliance and possibilities in all areas of your life. We're ready to take you on a raw and real journey. So let's begin. Hello, everyone. So nice to be back. Love doing these talks with Billy. They really pull the best out of both of us. I listen to them like again and again and they're really good. I get We get so much feedback on this now and I'm so happy that you like them. Do you love to chat with me, Billy, weekly? Oh, I love it. We've missed a couple of weeks, haven't we? But that's the nice thing about the freedom to do things when we choose and life comes up. So, you know, we've had a few things where we just postponed. But do you actually listen to them all the time? Do you listen in, Tyrell? Not all the time, but I listened. I do listen, not all of it, but... I find it very comforting. I'm like, wow, that's really good. And also to listen to myself as a perspective, because I do want to be, to continue doing talks on stages and to, to amp up my uh, communication abilities and to, to listen to myself makes me, it, it teaches me so much. So I'm like, oh, what did I say? Oh, that's okay. And to also be gentle with myself, but to have a relationship to my words and my voice that's really interesting and that's a really good idea I I only I hear it when I'm doing the um when I'm going through it before we you know we get it prepared for podcasts but I have to admit I don't hear it again after that and I think for those reasons because I don't want this critical mind coming in like oh gosh that's obvious that's boring I think my critical analysis would sound like oh that's obvious Ooh, that's obvious <laughs> Why is that the obvious? <laughs> so yeah, I like to say it's a it good off. practice. I think it's a very good practice, and it, it is good. What you're doing is excellent to be able to, as you said, have a relationship with yourself and hear the voice and hear how you can improve. You know, as well. And it's sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes when I'm really in my mind and just like I know I'm complaining or something that is not right, I take up the phone and I either record my voice or I film myself. You know, and just get it out. And then I can watch it. It's horrible, but it's so like excellent because then I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. So it's like a communication with myself and I don't need coach for that. I have my phone. <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. And it's just remembering, isn't it? To take the phone out and record it and to see that it was a passing moment. It's gone. Mm. Everything's changed in the next few minutes. So today's subject is going to be about lies what are lies do we lie are there white lies gray lies black lies what's a lie and around seeking truth as well isn't it you know is is lying okay is lying not how we justify big lies small lies medium lies what's your take on the whole lie business Cheryl I remember I really liked to live in a lie you know for a long time Oh, I'm this, uh, I'm a pretty girl from Oslo West. I'm really nice. I do the right things. And this little box is good to be in. I lied to myself, you know. It was really comfortable and I did that for many years and I fit it perfectly in. But I was just lying, lying and lying, but it was comfortable. I knew it wasn't the truth who I was, but 
confronting the truth is, is like a death for me. So I got burned out and I had to confront myself because it all collapsed. But living a lie is what most people do. We don't seek the real truth because it will break us down. And we are f- fearful of being naked and vulnerable and actually be extremely powerful. But that is beyond the ego. And it's really scary to, to be that powerful. So we continue to lie and we fool ourselves and we avoid ourselves. And we do it with others, but especially to ourselves. And that is really sad. And I feel like these years, this time we live in, we are pushed to, to lift the truth up and to confront it unless I think it will make us sick. Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to think you said something interesting there. I used to believe that we are afraid of our own power. I used to state that a lot until last year, late last year. I had this sense that what we're really afraid of is we're not going to fit in anymore. So as you said, if we start to tell the truth, if we speak up and say, you know what, I'm not happy here, or you know what, mom, I've had enough of you controlling me, or father, I've had enough of you pressuring me, da, da, da. we're not going to fit in anymore. It's a bit like being cast out into the snow. That's going to be the end. And God forbid, you know, I believe like historically from ancient times, we have this consciousness that's connected to that being cast out and alone and then we won't survive so I no longer believe it's because of our power I believe we are no longer going to fit in and if you look at why we actually tell the lies in the first place it's all about fitting in isn't it oh I have these friendships I can fit in I go to work and act nicely in a job I hate but I can fit in I go and see my mom and dad at the weekend so I can fit in. So I'm accepted and I'm part of it. And if I dare stand out and speak my truth, everyone, first of all, because that was my experience, is going to stand up and look at you like you're completely insane. And secondly, cast you out. You're no longer part of the gang, part of the group. You no longer think like us, so you need to go. You need to leave. There is something wrong with you. Nothing with us something wrong with you so why wouldn't we lie but you are the most honest person i have ever met and probably maybe i'll ever meet which i'm so grateful for i really like that fantastic honesty that you live you know but seriously how many people can live be with you like billy how many people can be around you like no one i mean like do you have friends? Can they like? Do you connect with people? How is it to be so uh, in the truth that people pull away because they can't handle it? It's too confronting. Um, for me to be in the truth, it, it was my only destination. There wasn't <laughs> going to be another destination if I couldn't be here. I didn't see the purpose of being in a human bodysuit, to be honest. But no, it's good because I have no, I have zero social life. You need to hear this, guys. Zero social life. And I think it's like it's like a comedy sketch because I'm so happy. I'm so content. I live in, I might be in a little bubble with my husband. I mean, I have some, uh, some friends who went to visit the weekend. But in terms of deep connections with, you know, great women who are shaking up the world, the mavericks, the, yeah, I mean, social life zero 
And that's okay because when I had a huge social life and I was a bee all in center and I created parties, I was trying to lift, 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 lift by fun. I wasn't having a great time, really. That was kind of the way I was taking care of humans. They could have a party. They can come in my house. They can use my clothes. They can eat my food. Let's lift everybody up and put me on the side. So I don't know if I've ever understood what social life really is, you know, in a healthy way. I've had encounters with people, great conversations, but in-depth relationships, because I've changed so much over the years and been pretty consistent in the last sort of 10, 8 to 10, yes, I'm uncomfortable to be around because I do need to tone everything about me down when I'm in social settings and environments, because what I hear coming out of people's mouths is so it's that, you know, it's when you just can, it makes me jaw drop at times. So I have to learn to be non sort of judgmental in the jaw dropping, because even that's judgmental. Can I listen to people state things? And I know they know nothing about them. They've experienced nothing about it. You know, the old me would like to sort of get into some political debate and chat. But what happens when you know who you are and you become free and you are in truth, you have nothing to prove anymore. So if you have nothing to prove, I think that even negates the social setting because there is no needs outside of you anymore. Like, I know to grow and to understand me better, it would be nice to have a more of a social life maybe now as the adult woman I've become. But to be honest, to find those kinds of people, I see all of my clients, they are those people. But they are clients, you know, <laughs> they're not my buddies. So I think my, my social aspect is fulfilled through sitting at my desk and conversing with these beautiful people or called clients are co-creating. They are so amazing. They're so remarkable. But I, I know we all have these unique journeys. So I don't know if I've answered the question, but I don't want to pretend to be someone I'm not. I'm not into engaging um, for, for the reason of engaging. No interest at all. Okay. So... <laughs> So interesting because you've chosen a very different life than me. You, are, you can just be at home. You really, you have such a, like a home life. And for me, uh, I have 40 employees. I have a big business, you know. I mean, really outside in life. <laughs> and, and there's a very different scenario to cope with. So how would you recommend to navigate? You know, I have like sometimes six six meetings a day half of the people I don't connect with, I don't really feel, but we are kind of working together because of different things, you know. That's a that's a very normal life, to have all these encounters all the time, and you sometimes you just want to confront, and you're like, want to shake them up, and like, this is not, but how to, which battles to pick, you know, when to tell the truth, and when to kind of just shut up and lean back. But I don't think what you've described is a social life. It's more, you know, business engagements, things to do, life outside of the home going on. For me, that the social life is, is when there is some kind of connection with the people, with your friends, with people that you bring to your table. I wasn't thinking social life. This is just life, you know, uh, because I asked you what, how you... Uh, like you are living in truth and you don't really socialize that much and you you have clients you work with truth so that's a different scenario it's like it's for truth and your clients want the truth 
that's why they come to you. So you kind of have this truth life and you're not exposed to like various people all the time to come to kind of, because you don't, you haven't chosen that, but I have. Yes. Yeah. So you mean like how you manage and navigate the dynamics of everything that goes on. Yes. Daily and be as honest as you can be to yourself primarily. I feel like, you know, the navigation of those dynamics must get a lot easier. It's, it's for me, it will all come down to boundaries, clarity, because if you overstep your own boundaries or you're not clear when you go into that meeting or you're confused or you're not sure and you're 50-50, it feels, everything feels like hard work, whether you're dealing with your husband, your children, your family, it's all hard work. But yes, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like think about family. When we, when do we tell the truth with family? There they are sitting, maybe talking about something that we completely disagree on, or we completely we understand them, we can see their view, but we don't see we see that they cannot see what you say. Do you say what you experience, or do you not? My answer to that would always be: Who are you afraid to hurt? in that moment, if you could feel the bigger picture of why they've even come to you to have a chat, maybe it's a mom or a dad or a brother, you know, someone's come to you, then they've come to you for a particular reason and in that particular moment. And if in that moment it resonates with you to speak some truth, just tell you some truth, then I feel like it's a kind of duty to do so. And I know that's the challenge, isn't it? It's not going to be easy to do it. But nothing fantastic on this planet is easy. <laughs> you don't arrive at fantastic and happy and peaceful and freedom through easy. Otherwise, we'd all be there. <laughs> so when, when you feel there's the knowing inside of you too, or there must be, you know, whether it's in a meeting and someone's crossed the line, their tone has gone a bit over but you need to be aware of your own you need to be aware you know like you always describe you get in that busy busy energy and do 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 I'm going going you're probably out of your mind literally so you're not present to see what's happening so you may you look at someone with it you know when you're listening and it looks like you're looking at them angry and they misunderstand it if you don't have the awareness this is a good thing with living in truth because you're pretty much aware that your intention is good. And if anybody is mistaken in that intention, you can quickly clarify what's happened. You know what I mean? So if you were to give the truth to somebody that's kind of asking for it and they retaliated and they got angry with you, you could just present that your intention is pure and that you love them and that is how you see it. But that is no, by no means how they need to carry out their lives or they don't have to listen to you. But then I would state, but if you have spoken to me at this time or you've written me that email at that time, then I had the sense that you wanted to hear from me what my opinion was. And I'm giving it to you. Oh, it's so inspiring. I just, when I first met you 10 years ago at the Unity Center, which is no longer existing, but there was all these old weird people, all these alternative women going around, you know, with the crystals. And I was like, oh, Jesus, like. What is this place? But I, I felt drawn to this as well. Uh, I was in my own bubble and I heard like, Billy, 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 she's going to talk. And I'm like, who is Billy? Like, is this man, woman? Okay. But I had this, I was just walking towards the room 
and you were standing there you were so relaxed and you were like speaking for one and a half hour non-stop and I fell off my chair almost like all the time because I just loved the truth and then I understood I must see her <laughs> that was the beginning but I really honor uh, your journey that you come so far and to speak the truth I know many of your clients and they are so grateful for your power to be clear on the truth because it's so rare and it's such an inspiration and I just find it quite hard sometimes but um, here's something else just want to move over to uh, remember you said because you are so aligned and um, we talked about these platforms, how to promote yourself. Can you be on stage on a, on a, in a place where you don't really believe in what they're doing, but you use the platform to reach out? Like, should we always do what feels like what's 100% aligned with us? Or can we use, you know, uh, different scenarios and people, not use people, but kind of play the game right and still be in truth uh, even though we don't agree. Do you get the question? Absolutely. Crystal clear. And a really important a really important question for anybody that's listening. So please, you know, I hope if you have to rewind that a little bit and listen back to what Jill just said, because it's so important. Because on that journey of just being human, there's going to be so many things that don't align with you. There's, you know, the reason I became so truthful is because I was the biggest liar on the planet. So they had to I had to go on the other side. <laughs> That's why I didn't arrive where well, I probably arrived pretty much in truth. But I lied about myself to to myself, everything about my name, about my age when I was fourteen. I had a whole life of lies for quite a few years, and not only that, it wasn't just two years. It was in relationships. It was in I lied about I'm in a job saying, yeah, I love this job. This is great, and I'm flying, and I hate it, and I'm taking a salary home, and I'm wondering what the hell I'm doing here. I've been through the same things. The listeners have been through. Yes, I think feel it is vital. If we start to judge what is, you know, you know, like there are things that get on my nerves. I don't like bullshit. So I don't like people claiming to save the planet and then having all these toxic thoughts in their head, which is fucking disturbing the planet. That pisses me off. It's like sort your brain out, help the planet in a better way. Someone said to me the other day, oh, what are all this plastic? Because I don't drink English tap water. I haven't since I was 16. I've been drinking Evian since I was 16 in England. That was a lot of plastic back then. Then there was, but they said, oh, plastic. I said, listen, I'm really good with me. I'm really good with my consciousness. I feel it's really doing fantastic on this planet. I'm really good with the plastic I use. Don't worry about it. You know, if it worries you, take care of the your use of plastic. Plastic is not my problem. What annoys me, as I said, is the toxicity that you're signaling out, humans signal out without realizing it because they're not conscious. So, yes, let's say you don't believe in guns and armed weapons and you have an opportunity to go and stand on a stage with an audience who are purchasing guns and armed weapons. Now, that may not be something you enjoy or something that you agree with, but you have a chance to stand on the stage and share your light and share whatever it is you've come here to do, Tyrrell, which is pretty, you've come here to do some very amazing things. And just to share your story of cakes, of life, of being fucked up and unfucked up and happy and sad and connected and not, just that story. Then you want to share your light. That has a beautiful impact 
over and above the millions of people judging it and criticizing and they're bad and move away. It's not what I call something called cosmovision. When we arrive at cosmovision, there is no kind of bad or good. There's going to be things that rate you, your human being, that you're going to move away from. But you should be able to be in them too. You should be able to sit down with a heroin addict on the floor in um, something Gata. Where are they? Where are they there? Tour Gata. You know, you don't want to, but you should be able to do certain things outside of your comfort zone. If, if you know, if, you, if you're going on your path, because those things are going to come up. So, yes, I do believe you can do things in environments that maybe are not aligned with where you're going because you, you think they're not aligned. But like I said, it's the same when telling the truth to somebody. Maybe you're worried you're going to hurt them, but who's really going to get hurt? Is that really about them or you? Are you scared of the retaliation? Are you more honorable to your truth? Are you going to listen to people complaining and complaining? Maybe someone rings you up every week, moaning and groaning, complaining. Not in my house. No one's ever going to ring me up to moan <laughs> and groan. But I've heard people's stories. They go, oh, she's always, oh, she's depressed. She's this. I'm thinking, why are you tolerating listening to somebody's downward spiral who's not interested in helping themselves? Why? Don't go work in an institution and help people there. Go and help groups of people do it, not just one person on the phone. Anyway, I'm not sure if that's answered, but you said, you know, it's hard. I like that you said you made that statement. You know, it's hard. It's fucking hard. It's not hard if you stay loyal to what you're here to do. Stay loyal because when anything comes back to bite you in the ass and you know your intention was pure, there's not a problem there. So here's the big question. What is the truth? Yeah. <laughs> What's our definitions of this truth business? The truth for me, I'm interested to hear what is for you. For me, when I, because I said to you years ago, you know, I, I was, when I was a kid, I was doing all that lying, pretending to be someone I wasn't. I, I felt scared all the time. My heart sort of tremored a lot. I had this nervous energy. Before I spoke, every time I went to speak a lie, I was already nervous and my face would go bright beetroot red. So we knew a lie was coming. The body was going, no, don't do it, don't do it. And the red light just came out and I'd do it anyway. And I'd stand there in the, in the mess of this lie. And it became very scary, actually, to tell lies. I was actually starting to get scared because it felt so fucking horrible. And luckily, I'm good and for good or not for good, I'm super sensitive. So... That feeling, which for most was just, oh, it's a feeling, it would amplify and resonate with me for bloody days. So my truth is, when I know, you know, it, it needs to feel good inside of me. It needs to feel like it, there's, you know, this word resonate. People might be like, what's resonate? It just, it feels nice. When you say something, there's no after effect. There's no banging your heart or your throat's blocking up or you get a headache or you feel dizzy. Your whole body's like, uh-huh. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Sometimes, though, I do believe, I know why people don't speak up or don't tell the truth, but I do believe it's for the retaliation. And to be honest, sometimes you don't need to bother. Retaliation? Retaliation. Means. Retaliation, meaning something that's coming back at you. Because truth is like a weapon for some people. It's like a sword. It's like a dagger. It hurts. It stings. So they want to retaliate with something not so nice. But that's the same reason that they're moaning or groaning or not in truth. So they're living that anyway. 
So it's like when you come and shine the torch on them, Tyrrell, they're going to be pissed off. But hold on. If somebody has come to you to talk to you or to ask your opinion, your job is to, uh, is to put that torch on, whether it's on an iPhone torch or a kitchen torch <laughs> or a garden torch. That's your job. They're asking you to speak up. And that's how you learn. So, yeah, the truth for me is that resonation in the body. It's that feeling of, mm hmm, uh, okay, which way am I going here? What I do like to do, I'm an exaggerator. Pisces, oh my God, they love an exaggeration. If we buy one pen, we say, we bought loads of pens. And even then, I have to go, oh, one pen. I have to like, oh, cool it down. You didn't buy loads, did you? But one. So that's a lie. That becomes a lie. An exaggeration for me is also a lie because I'm amplifying something. If I have two of something, I have two of something. But why would I say I've got three if I've only got two? Yeah. <laughs> for what purpose? It's almost like selling the the things that pops into my mind when we are sitting here. It's like manipulation, salesman, business, you know, all this because we use lies to get what we want, but it doesn't really go deep and it doesn't last. But it's what we see. So how I want to be as true as possible in business and still sell a lot. Yes. And yes, I don't but, want to manipulate. But that is, you know, I, th that's an interesting word, manipulate, isn't it? Because... When we are selling, we know one of our spiritual journeys, one of the spiritual laws, actually, which took me a very long time to understand, you need to be able to sell what it is you're here to sell, whether that's coaching, therapy, cakes, um, telephones, computers. Your job, part of your journey is to learn how to sell that and to sell that well. And I tell you why, because it is part of what you decided to do here so you have to let people know you're doing it and i am crap at sales i have not mastered that at all i go oh i'm not interested it just happens well it does but still i still have to learn that element that's uncomfortable and what does that mean really when we sell we have to be seen we have to put ourselves on the line we have to be seen we have to make a statement say hello here i am this is what i have to offer you That's all you're doing, Tyrrell. You're saying, this is what I have to offer you. You're not forcing them to eat anything. You're making a statement. And there's going to be this store and this store and another 50 stores. And you can go there and you can, this is what we have on offer there. This is a choice. Every day we are buying something. Every day we are investing. So this is a great strategy for social media to, to be seen, to be out there. Because I have some conflict with social media because I'm like, It's a fake platform, you know, I don't want to, like, it's not me. I'm trying to feel myself sometimes and I'm feeling so critical. I'm like, ah, oh, but who is that, you know? But it's such a vital thing, thing to put yourself out there and be seen. You don't have to sell anything, but share. Because social media has also popped in a lot because people are faking so much, they're lying so much, try to impress the world through social media. But it's it's a way to also be there, be proud of who we are and sell what we are without losing our dignity, you know, being our, our worthiness and to be sold out. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. My question to you would be, why do you even know that there are people out there faking anything? Why would your attention even be going there when you're on a mission and you've got a job to do and social media is part of it? Probably because I'm, I don't want to fake because I've been faking so much. So, so sometimes I'm not sure, is this real or is it fake? And I hate myself watching myself on social media when I'm faking. And I know people know it. 
Yeah, that feels more like a judgment towards you, on you, you know, like I'm baking a cake, this is part of something I'm doing and I'm filming it and I'm smiling because you don't want to see me here crying or getting pissed off or breastfeeding. You wanted me to be smiling here, yeah? Because that's my natural way, I mostly smile and I'm smiling here doing the cake and, you know, it just, it makes everything a lot smoother. It's okay, it's like you said, play the game. The game of social media is presentation, but it's not like you're presenting these beautiful spaces and cakes and they get to the shop and there's some crappy bolas there, you know. <laughs> it, that's not what you're doing. You're not presenting something that isn't there. So when you're doing the media, when you're doing the social media, the media, you know that, I'm so old, I don't even know how to say <laughs> The media. <laughs> doing the film and you're da-da-da and you're smiling and there's little hearts and you're dancing you are just representing your creation. That's what you're doing. You're representing your creation. When I'm coming in like a dragon force and going, ah, truth, and I'm going to rip you apart and tear out your heart and rinse it in salt and woohoo, be thy, be thy wary. I'm telling you what the fuck is coming. <laughs> Great <Hello>? sales pitch. <laughs> Ooh. It's interesting that you have so many Norwegian clients because we are so like, oh yeah, but they're bra, yeah, so they go fit And like, it was so um, like farmers, we like it simple, but we are like it, we like it honest. That's, that's why we come to you. You know, the Norwegian people, they are grounded, they are honest, they have truth inside of them. They have not been so manipulated by the exterior things. Their resonation, you've got to think of the land that you live in, you know, the water that you drink, the essence even of the air that you breathe there is very powerful. It's hard to kind of live a fake lie. And when you do, you know, when the Norwegian people do, they literally lose their mind. But they return, you know, they return because I feel like they, I, I, was, I was completely shocked back then when I first met you at how open they were, how open to have these new experiences. And they were like, oh, yeah, I've had readings, I've had this. I've, I've done, they do workshops every bloody weekend, you know, it was a whole new world for me. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is, they would go deep. They would open, they'd be vulnerable, they would cry. It was incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah. So Thank you so much for honoring my people. <laughs> well, I really like Norway. I never want to leave. I just... Even though we are very like 10 years behind everything, I love it, you know. But as the one uh, last thing to say, yes, we are open, but we have a lot to be awake of these times. I don't want to go too far into that, but I think you will understand what I mean. To be very awake now, uh, that's what I really focus on is to not buy lies and to even seek more truth in Norway and to be here and live my truth because that is a really high time now. And I have a question for you because you know this so well. You're what I call the new being, one of the new beings. You know that how important the truth is and it's in your home that you're talking about in Norway. We know it's planetary, but you are there living as a Norwegian in Norway. How do you know these things? What part of you knows importance of what you just said 
I feel very pure when I um, I feel very simple. I feel like the a waterfall. I feel very close to something that is flowing when I'm tr- in truth. I feel lighter. It's almost like I'm 10, 10 kilos lighter and I move quickly and I see through things and my voice changes and that's my navigation. It's speaking of Norway and nature. I feel very close to nature and when I'm in nature and I'm in truth, there's no separation really. It's just me and the air and the waterfall is one. So I use that um, simplicity, the feeling of stillness and silence to to remember. When I'm in that silence, I know I'm very close to my heart, to my truth, and that's where I need to be as much as possible in work, in meetings, in social media, in nature, all the time, because that is where money comes in, success. I believe that is the future business and relationships how beautiful and you just said it you just know it it feels good you feel lighter it flows so that could be a way to conclude what the difference between lies and truth really is you are going to know it for yourself you're going to feel it we all do we all really know what the truth is Thank you for joining us on Raw and Real. We hope that you will be tuning in next week, same time, same place.